Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Go, Pat, go! This is what you need to get to the Super Bowl. You don't do that. Jordan Love ain't never going to play. But look where we at. And now I'm sitting here hollering at you guys. <laughs> but I can't holler at Gruden Coach. That's, what, that's all I have to say. Thank y'all for taking my call. Go, Pat, go! There's a lot of unknowns going into this offseason now. And they just, I'm going to have to take some time away for sure and, and – Clear my head and just kind of see what's going on with everything. But it's, uh, it's pretty tough right now, especially thinking about the guys that may or may not be here next year. There's always change. That's the only constant in this business. It's really tough to get to this point. Really, really tough. Well, that is uh, that's just a shame. Boy, that's just Darn. really that's just really sad for um, for the Packers. Boy, yeah. that that's really reminiscent of another former Packer quarterback. I'm trying to put my finger on it. Uh, who the heck? Oh, Don Mikowski. Yeah. Yeah. No, Don no, I, was, I think it was after Mikowski. Maybe Matt Flynn, um, Matt Flynn was very wishy no, washy. Yeah, no, it wasn't him. Seneca this, Wallace. This was a guy. Was it Seneca Wallace? No, Matt Hasselback. <laughs> Matt Hasselback. Oh, yeah. No, you know who it was? It was Mark Brunell. Brunel, yeah, that or, guy was. Wait, all, but yeah. so this guy would be the same way, and he eventually got really frustrated and retired. But then he didn't stay retired. Do you remember? And this? then he went. Where did he go? He oh Chicago? the Jets. No, the Jets. Oh yeah, the he Jets. went to the yeah, Jets. And then, then what was, happened after that? Yeah, but then he then he went. Oh, hold else. on a second. I remember. Yeah, he went to um. Oh, what's that team that plays in the same division as the Packers? Detroit. No, it wasn't no, Detroit. No, it's not Detroit, man. No, it wasn't no, it was not, not Detroit, Detroit, man. It's a Super Bowl. Not Detroit. This is not Detroit. Um, oh, I know who it was. It was the Minnesota Vikings. Oh. Go, Pat, go. But you're going to kick a stupid field goal at the end of the game? Who are y'all talking about? And then this regular season nonsense, just like the Bucks. I don't care about the Packers winning during the regular season. All our team is at this point to me is just a paper team during the season. It's garbage. LaFleur got exposed. Rodgers got exposed. Rodgers cannot win the big damn game. He's a fuck. Inject it all into my veins. You know, I've been been saying that since 2008. Just bench him. (laughs) Just bench him. Uh, Just just make make him sit on the bench and think about what he's done. So, uh, as you can tell, plenty of Packer vent line, courtesy of our friends on the fan in Milwaukee on today's show. In fact, we got a bunch of things we'd like to talk about. We may also just run like an hour straight of Packer vent line and back off the mics ourselves. 
We haven't decided yet. Uh, so plenty to dissect and discuss. Plenty of things to uh, sort of twist and turn as they apply to the Vikings. A quick shout out to Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They've been helping business owners in the state of Minnesota for over 100 years, based in Owatonna. Uh, and they've also recently launched My Shield, which is your online client destination for risk management resources. As a business owner out there, how helpful would it be for you to have employee training at your fingertips? Industry resources that can help your business reach another level of success. That's where Federated and MyShield come in. Find out more at federatedinsurance.com where you can get registered or you can download the app as well uh, or talk to your local Federated marketing representative. Remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. I had Tampa Bay 2110. You can check the tapes. And You're right on that. Do you think this is like a dream team comparison? Who's that? Tampa Bay. Go, Pat, go! Okay, my, oh my, ge- my guess oh my is God. that guy is at point zero one eight. Oh, and no, 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 hold on. <laughs> Two five. I think he wakes up a point yeah. zero, a point zero something. Man, I okay, ordinarily I don't I don't like get a ton of day to day joy out of rivals of Minnesota sports teams failing. I think it's just like the way that it happened yesterday, the justification of some Packers fans. And then Aaron Rodgers, can we play this clip again? Aaron Rodgers just pouring f- gas all over the fire. Because, I mean, as insecure as Vikings fans are about never winning a Super Bowl and and kickers missing key kicks and always having a, re- a revolving door of quarterbacks, Packers fans put on a little bit of a false bravado. Like, well, we have Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. And Favre left you for the Vikings. Almost won a Super Bowl here. And then Aaron Rodgers says this yesterday. There's a lot of unknowns going into this offseason now. And uh. I just, I'm going to have to take some time away for sure and, and clear my head and just kind of see what's going on with everything. Well, tequila. But it's, uh, it's pretty tough right now, especially thinking about the guys that may or may not be here next year. There's always change. That's the only constant in this business. Yeah, Jordan Love will be there. It's really yeah. tough to get to this point. Really, really tough. That's the most Farvinian I've ever seen him be, and it's absolutely great because of one thing. So the, the day after the draft when they took Jordan Love in the first round, so the Friday after the first round, a lot of us rightfully so said, hold on a second, a franchise that should be chasing Super Bowls for its its Hall of Fame star quarterback just mm-hmm. drafted his replacement. They didn't draft a receiver. In by the way, let me remind you, a first round that had probably four really, if not five, quality guys. Okay. So we all rightfully said at the time, this seems really dysfunctional. Like, what are you doing? Why are you not trying to help a guy who who is at a point in his life and age where he needs to be year to year chasing Super Bowl titles? Not like, oh, let's be good. Um, and then as the Packers got off to a good start and had a really good season, you know, I started to get occasional tweets about, well, hey, how about your thoughts then, huh? Packers look pretty good, not dysfunctional, right? This, what we saw 
with a fourth down and and with I don't know how the coach and the quarterback not being on the same page as to what they would do on fourth down and then the quotes that we just played or the clip that we just played from Rodgers was the ultimate callback it was the ultimate callback to to basically the script that we had all felt was there for the 2020 season and so it was fantastic to see because it's like no this is what we were talking about this is what we were talking about. And this is definitely a guy who I think rightfully so looked across the field and saw a 43-year-old QB who's being allowed to chase Super Bowls now. Like, it's a, it, it's on. It's a one-year, I'll go where I want to chase. And he's like, hold on a second here. Eight-yard line. Fourth down. We're not going to get the ball back. And you kicked a field goal. Dude. It was Dude. the – but, I mean, did, Phil, didn't this, like, bring it? Full circle completely. Yes, from draft night. Yes, it, I, I mean the, one of the first thoughts I had as soon as they kicked that field goal, and then and then again watching him in that post game press conference, my first thought was Aaron Rodgers deserves better than what Green Bay has given him over the years, and my second thought was, and Minnesota would love to give that to you at some point <laughs> if you're open to it. If you're open to finishing what Brett Favre started, you up? You 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 up, up? Aaron? (laughs) Rick Spielman here, you up? But, like, put yourself in his shoes. And and I also say, because he hasn't been great all the time in these key situations. You know, he's not a great fourth-quarter comeback quarterback. Um, He certainly certainly wasn't great in the second half. You know, I I think his completion percentage in the second half was right around or below 50%. uh, Fourth quarter and part of the third quarter. So So he's not... It's not like he's compl- he's not Superman and everything else around him is always garbage. You know, it's it's more nuanced than that. But if you put yourself in his shoes, going back to last year's draft, not even counting the fact that they stuck with Mike McCarthy probably four years too long, and they rarely made big splashes in free agency to to fortify their team. If you just if you throw all that stuff out and all that stuff's debatable too, you've got one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, maybe the most talented quarterback of all time, going into like the last three year stretch maximum of of high the, like you can probably guarantee until he's 40 he's going to be one of the best players in the NFL and then all bets are kind of off maybe he looks like Tom Brady after 40 maybe he looks more like Drew Brees or Brett Favre we don't know yet and they draft a freaking replacement for him in the first round coming off a 13 and 3 season mm-hmm. and he had to spend the entire offseason taking the high road drinking brown alcohol and and calling friends every night to basically talk him off the ledge he gets over that egregious mistake mentally, goes back to camp. He mentors to whatever degree he can, Jordan Love. He buries the hatchet, and they go through this season without whatever the weapon would have been in the first round, in you know, interior defensive line, like whatever the weapon would have been right. that they could have gotten aside right. from Jordan Love. Right. Could it have been a Justin Jefferson? Like, what, what, what could they have gotten if they had decided, we're going to trade up a few spots? And then they get to the biggest game of the season against Tom Brady, and it's fourth down and goal from the eight or the nine-yard line, you have to score a touchdown to keep the game going. And his coach kicks a field goal and cites analytics and cites, well, if you if we get a stop and get the ball back, you are facing Tom Brady. Yep. Tom well, Brady. And, and despite the fact that Brady didn't play well and he did not in the second half of that game, you also have your defense. Mm-hmm. That Packers defense doesn't scare anybody. It's not Correct. very good. 
And so you're basically, I mean, I, I don't care if the opposing QB is Steve Dills. With that defense, I'm not giving the ball back. I've got one, I've got one transcendent player on my sideline. It's Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Devontae's good too, but Aaron Rodgers is my guy. He's my Hall of Fame. He's my crystal that I've got on the shelf that I don't touch, right? Yeah. And I'm like, hold on a second. I think my defense is going to get the ball back. Dude. But 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 in coming full circle last night, <laughs> this day, Monday, January what? 25th. 25th. Okay. Monday, January 25th, 2021, in the year of our Lord is a glorious day. <laughs> if you're a Vikings fan. Like this was a major step with how with how he sounded, and I think that Rodgers is probably back because of potential salary cap implications. Yeah, he'll be back next season. But with where he's at mentally, January twenty fifth, two thousand twenty one, mark it down. If you're a Vikings fan, it was a very important day in in your biggest rival, who since nineteen ninety two. So I mean, we're going on thirty years has had a Hall of Fame QB starting. You took a major step between draft night and last night, a major step towards Jordan Love being your competition. Think about that for a second. Yeah, if I, you're a Vikings fan, that's the best news that you got, including any wins that you got in 2020. I think he's back next year. But I also think, and I, and I think he was playing it up a little bit with those comments. I, th- I think... I think he was trying to send some shots at the front office for sure. I, th- I think that's his way of saying, "Well, I don't know. Who, you know, we don't know who's going to be back and who's not." And you know, if if you could finish his sentence and and you know give some give some truth serum to him, I think he would say, you know, I mean, who knows what we're going to do in the draft? Well, look, what we did last year. We didn't do anything. We drafted a quarterback and a backup running back with our first two picks, mm-hmm. and they weren't helping us much in that game against the Buccaneers. <laughs> nope. Unless Jordan Love is a master at deciphering all twenty-two film. And uh, and being an assistant coach on the sidelines, probably eating hot dogs. So I I think I think he's hamming it up a little bit on that front. I think he knows he's going to be back unless he decides to retire. But I also think this is the furthest he's gone mentally, divorcing himself from the Packers. I think his his disdain for how that game ended, and and his and just like here's let's play the other clip, Declan. This is him being asked about the ball being taken out of his hands. Fourth down, Super Bowl on the line, and you guys kick a field goal and give the ball back to the greatest quarterback of all time with two minutes left, and you thought that was going to work? Aaron, did you agree with the decision to kick it there on fourth down? Uh, Look at him. I didn't have a decision on that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't my decision. But I understand the thinking above two minutes with uh, – all of our timeouts, but yeah, that wasn't my decision. Yeah. I just, I, I mean, he's de- he's definitely he's definitely leaning into the bad feelings in this case, but I I don't think it's fake. I think no, it, I, I think in his mind, he legitimately is having thoughts about I don't know if I want to play here anymore. Right. I don't know if they've given me enough support over the last twelve years, and I don't know if I want to do it for another year. And the answer is probably consistently no. Uh, I guess my question is this, and it's just going to take some time to play out. I think when you lose a game like that and feel that you weren't basically that you didn't maximize your chance to try to win, the immediate crushingness is huge, right? But here's my here's my question that and I don't know if it's going to go away and I think it might cause problems and again if you're a Vikings fan it's glorious. Um it's the 
accumulation of betrayal he feels, which I don't think goes away. So, so like the loss eventually will fade. And if this was the first time he felt screwed, I think he'd be like, yeah, you know Oof, what? Yeah. Grow up. It's fine. I'll be fine. I'll go. I'll be back and I'll be. But the accumulation of, of betrayal of a guy who's this good and say what you want. I know he can be a bit of a jackass at times, but he's that good. Um, I don't know if that's going to fade. And because that's not going to fade, I think there is now, I think every one of these incidents, Phil, goes a step closer to creating a divide that can't be repaired. Yes. And that's the important thing. The other one, too, especially when you stack up all the different things that Tom Brady has had around him since the early 2000s and Bill Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick wasn't calling man defense with six seconds left in the second quarter of very many football games, big football games, right? We haven't even talked about that in terms of betrayals. Oh, there's some games, yes. Betrayals can come in the form of drafting your backup slash replacement quarterback. That's a frontal betrayal. I mean, that's literally them saying, we don't think you're going to be good or around for much longer, and we're more interested in investing for five years down the road than we are in investing in the 2021 team. Like that's, that's what they said. That's a frontal betrayal. But I would say like passive betrayals would be you just losing your mind as a defensive coordinator and as a head coach. I think what they were doing at the end of the second quarter was, well, they probably need like five more yards to get into field goal range. And so let's, you know, let's, let's make sure that we're, Let's just make sure that we're playing man here. We don't want to go into a full prevent because then they can just get like a 10-yard completion and walk out of bounds and kick a field goal. I don't think they were thinking that Bruce Arians and Tom Brady had the stones, which they do, by the way. At every stop in their careers, they've had the stones, to throw a deep pass into the end zone with five seconds to go. And so that wasn't that wasn't Matt LaFleur like frontally betraying Aaron Rodgers, but it was incompetence betraying Aaron Rodgers. Yes, which drives him absolutely crazy. If you're Rodgers and you're sitting there and like, Okay, well, I have to overcome Tom Brady. I have to overcome the Bucks being really good. And my defense. I have to overcome the fact that we don't have a first-round asset because we wasted it on a backup quarterback. And I have to overcome a ridiculously horrible, fireable, in the case of Greg Williams and the Jets, a month ago, defensive play call mm-hmm. in that situation. And it's just, it's probably it probably wears you out. And you know what? Brett Favre was worn out, too. Well, Brett Favre was worn out. And there is a welcoming mat here outside U.S. Bank Stadium, yep. if you ever want it, Aaron. It's your destiny. And I was thinking, too, I think that star, so so not good, okay? I'm going to preface this by saying star quarterbacks. So I'm talking the cream of the crop. And and I don't know why, but they can now play till 40 or, in, in TV's case, 43, okay? I was thinking on my drive-in, these guys have to start adopting the LeBron approach to life, and that's this. Screw these contracts. Start signing one-year Farvinian 2009 and 10, and it worked in 2009. Start signing one-year contracts. Get what you can get, but don't worry about the team. Worry about how good that team's going to be for that that year. Especially once you've banked like $100 million. uh, Exactly. But, you know, start sports now, and it's unfortunate, but it's the truth, so embrace it. Sports now is not about teams. Sports now is about my opportunity to win a damn title, right? So if you're Rodgers, you're now locked in to this contract, and it will come up fairly soon, but it's still locked in. You want you at your age want to be chasing titles, and you want to do that as a free agent, not having to be traded, in the best locations possible. And guess what? 
if if the Vikings are going to, and they love to do this, pop for one year, you want to be here. They do it more than any franchise. And you'd love to shove it down the Packers. How much what how much after yesterday would in like two years, Aaron Rodgers love to be playing the Green Bay Packers oh, in a winner take all type of atmosphere and not see his coach screw him? And not see his coach uh, say, yeah. oh, but, oh, it's fourth down. <laughs> Aaron, come off the field. We're going to kick a field. No, Think Mike, about Mike, this. Mike Zimmer's got some clock yeah. management work to put in, too. Okay. So just to here's the agreement. When here's the, I thought of this. Here's the agreement when I sign said contract. I am de facto OC. I decide what plays we run. I decide. Hey, it, Manning. If I look up at the clock and I don't like that clock, I call a timeout. And you don't say a word to me. You don't say, what are you thinking? Why did you call that right? I am de facto, I, I get my guy to be OC and quarterbacks coach. Those are my guys. But I run this show offensively. And you are along for the ride. And here's my, if it's Zim, there's only one caveat that I've got. Don't screw up the defense. Yeah. Um, I think, I almost feel like other quarterbacks, this is maybe a rip on Rodgers. Why didn't he have any say on that fourth and eight, fourth and nine play? I, I don't know because does Tom does Tom Brady walk back to the sidelines with no say? Does, does Peyton Manning in Denver? But here's what's get no weird: say? why does he not get a say there? Here's what's really bizarre about the entire sequence. Rogers said specifically, Lafleur allowed him to call the third down play, so that was his play installed basically by him. He should have run. Should have ran. Yep. Oh, he should have run one hundred. <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen, eleven years to the day in the Superdome, Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre who at one time couldn't stand each other, continue to live parallel existence in different periods of time. Look at where Rodgers could have run. I realize the field position was different, right? Go back and look at those two plays. They both should have run right. And they both, and there is no case against it. And worst case, Rodgers gets caught. But you know where he gets caught? About the three. And they go for it. And they have to go for it. Does anybody know Tom Brady really sucked in the second half? I mean, was I watching the same game? Yeah, yeah you were watching Tom the same Tom Brady's the GOAT and everything. I'm like, Aaron Rodgers outplayed Tom Brady. Who won? Outplayed Tom Brady. When I, and that's all I'm hearing is who won? Oh, Tom Brady this. Then. Tom Brady. Then. Oh, Go ahead. Who won? I'm sorry. Who won? It, it just seemed like the refs dictated it. And I, I, I feel, <laughs> I've been feeling this way for 20 years. And I think the refs. They can pick and choose. When they want to take over a game, they can do it so easily. And that's exactly what that was. You know, when you have a, a three-second delay on the flag, it's just too, there's too much fishy to it, fishiness to it. I think that, you know, if, if it was legit, Rodgers gets a chance to win that game. Yeah, if it was yeah, legit. Right, yeah, right on, John. Yeah, the, re- the referees were the ones. 12 that... men in the huddle? Oh, that must be heartbreaking. Yeah. I can't imagine what that would be like. Off what Judd's been saying God. here about if you're a Vikings fan, this is a glorious day for a bunch of reasons. And and by the way, like, because I've I've heard this from a lot of Packer fans too. You should shut up. The Vikings have never done this. We know. <laughs> we <again>. know. <laughs> We're fully aware. Doesn't preclude us from also talking about your team, Packers fans. Percentage chance as you sit here and digest everything that happened yesterday and everything that's happened in the Vikings history, looking for the Brett Favre's, Donovan McNabb's, Randall Cunningham's. What is the? Give me an honest answer. Percent chance Aaron Rodgers plays for the Vikings before his career is over? Twenty-five. And I still think that's pretty low. Twenty-five, though. You know what? 
I think he's going to do this right eventually. Cousins' contract's going to come up at the perfect time. The Vikings aren't going to have an established quarterback at that point in time. I, I believe that it could be a one-year run at a Super Bowl. I'm going to go 35% at least. Yeah. It, it's pretty good. It, I, it, fi- I, I, it fits yeah. in. It just fits in too well. I think it's close to 50. I legitimately think it's I, you know. I think it's a coin flip. I mean, think, okay. The only thing stopping him is if if he can't get out. Like the Brett Favre problem was the Packers said, all right, we, I guess we'll, I guess we'll let you go. We'll trade you, but it can't be the Vikings. And so he, ha- there had to be a stop first, the Jets. Sure. I could see that. And so that like, and, and Rogers is 37 now. So if he plays another year in Green Bay, we're looking at now his age, probably 40 season before he can. Kind Does of play that not Vikings. work out perfect? Listen, I, I believe be Favre, I believe on October tenth, two thousand and nine, Favre turned thirty nine, and then I think his last year here he was forty. Mm-hmm. So yes, it makes perfect sense. And and the Vikings do this. That that's the thing is, if you had a mountain of evidence that said the Vikings don't do, do this, here's what they do. But they do this. This is what they do. And where yesterday also, if you're a Vikings fan, is glorious. It brought you one step closer to him being bleep these guys. I'm coming back to get them. Quick note on the analytics. So according to ESPN's win probability model, the Packers, when they kicked a field goal on fourth and goal from the nine, 205 left to cut an eight-point game to a five-point game, the Packers before the field goal had a 10% chance of winning by going for it and a 9.5% chance of winning by kicking a field goal. So what ESPN's win probability model is showing you is like, honestly, it was kind of, it really didn't make a difference. It's kind of a choose your own crappy adventure. You're you're going to lose the game either way. Sure. 90% of the time. Yeah, it's going to be difficult to win. either way, you're giving the ball back to Brady, either tie game or losing. And I get, I get that it wasn't likely that they were going to win the game in either scenario. But the problem in this is coming from the analytics guy, maybe among Minnesota sports media. Like, I love the numbers and I'm probably even to a fault, more analytics-based than than most. What these models don't take into account is the fact that Tom Brady is the quarterback for the Buccaneers in that moment, and Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback for the Packers. These models take all situations, like literally every situation, including backup quarterbacks who are in these situations, and then they create average percentages. And so we're, we're talking about giving the ball back to a guy that, never fails in those situations and taking the ball from a guy that's on the Mount Rushmore of great quarterbacks. Oh my god, I which just makes the decision something. even more ridiculous. I just realized something you guys. Yesterday in the NFC Championship game, the computers overpowered the humans. It's Terminator. <laughs> Skynet. It's, oh, it's Skynet. Skynet. It's Skynet. They caused the war. <laughs> we allowed him. We couldn't disable him in time. I'm sending Zach Wilson back to the past. They should have uh, let Jordan Love play like a Taysom Hill. Okay. That, the, that, that makes me mad that they draft them in the <laughs> in the NFL draft and they don't even use them this year. Oh. This is probably the most in 50, 60 years. A Washington Packers. This is the most hurtful, disappointing that I even remember, even the uh, third and 26 or whatever that was a few years ago. And now you have the MVP, the greatest quarterback in the history of this sport that we love, and 
you don't let him go for it on fourth down to win the game. I, I'm just in shock. Some of my friends told me he said he might not be back next year after the game. He said his future, is that right? So we might not have him back next year? So, was, he cry- was, he, was he crying? Yeah, I think I he started know. crying. <laughs> was, was he driving? Because he sounds like, yeah. very drunk. Yeah. Like, is he, he was, driving home from the bar? It sounds like he was driving. I think, I, the guy's name was George, by the way. Courtesy of our friends so he's, the fan in Milwaukee. So he's driving and crying. Great old band. And and he clearly was drinking before. Driving and crying is the name of a band? That was a band in the 90s, yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, this, is Bill, this is Bill in Illinois. Go, Pat, go! Hey, we're still better than the Bears. Randy in Cottage Grove, how are you doing today? Uh, uh, great, fantastic. Uh, who who is that, Bill? Bill, is this a guy before me? Yeah, just a, a a caller on the Green and Gold post game show in Milwaukee on the oh, fan. Yeah. Okay, I uh, I bet you're not doing too good today, Bill. Uh, <laughs> you know, take a t- uh, take a long look in the mirror because it's called karma. Hard, hard to disagree. I mean, yeah. you, you draft yeah. Jordan Love in the first round. What, what do you expect? Yeah, that, that was a bozo call. But first of all, he's not even uh, a first round talent. I I had him graded out in the, the middle of the third. Mm. But uh, yeah. uh, uh, second of all, yeah, you're going to do that. And and you know, what would what they say? They was going to light a fire under uh, old number twelve, uh, Rogers. Mm-hmm. It, it, well, it looks like in the, in the end that fire burned you. You know, uh, now you got a guy who's talking about you know maybe he, he he's done there. Maybe he's done. Maybe he's gonna pull a uh, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Carlos Johnson, Megatron. Maybe he's gonna gonna retire. You know, who even knows? Yeah, Carlos Johnson, Carlos man. Johnson. Carlos Johnson was a he, great receiver. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah, really surprising retirement and, there. And and, he, and out of nowhere, you know, he 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 quit. He up and quit, or or like uh, you know, like Favre, you know. Uh, you know, I, I think Favre is a, was certainly a more of an emotional guy than than uh, than Rogers, but uh, you know I, I wouldn't be shocked uh, at all if uh, Rogers kind of kind of went in there today or, or tomorrow and kind of said, uh, you know, here, I want you to give me my walking papers. You know, I, I, I want you to uh, make a make a trade, find find a find a part dance partner, and uh, get get my ass out of here. You know, he he's he's a Cali guy. A lot of spots he can land. A lot of spots. Yeah, I, we should ask Randy the same question that we just answered. What is the percent chance Aaron Rodgers plays for the Vikings before his career is over? In your mind, uh, uh, you uh, as far as statistic percent. Uh, yeah, uh, just like what you know. Yeah, put yeah, a percentage uh, on it, Randy. Yeah, well, uh, you know, eighty. Wow! Wow! Eighty-five. So, so yeah, you, we'll you think you think it's almost a certainty that he plays for the Vikings? People talk, okay, and there's scuttlebutt. Uh, in certain circles, certain text chains and uh, message boards, and I remember when uh, when when the far uh, you know sort of a scuttlebutt started kind of leaking around, and I, I was in a tavern uh, in Prescott, which of course is just across into Wisconsin, yeah. and um, and uh, someone said, you know, far far ain't happy, <laughs> far ain't happy at all, and and that was before the those old uh, the press conference and the crocodile tears and and going to the Jets and all that. It, it, he he wanted out. He did not like uh, Thompson, Ted Thompson, uh, who, uh, who, by the way, looks like Brett got got uh, got his wish. He got to leave. 
you know, he, he got to go to, to the Jets for, for a moment. And then, uh, and then, and then finally he came here and that was the fulfillment of his wish to stick it to the back. So, uh, you know, Rogers may have a similar kind of wish and, 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 and that's all right. You know, maybe, maybe what they do is they, they, they dump off uh, Kirk in, in a year, cut him loose, you know, cut him loose, just let him walk. And then uh, say, Aaron, it's, it's okay. You, you can come on home, come on home and, and, and put on, put on purple and play indoors until you're 50. I'm here for this. He might like he might like that. I'm all in. Yeah, all in. I'm fifty year old QB. I'm here for this. Slinging it around, Randy. Yeah, Randy. I'm feeling you on this one, Randy. Feeling you. If he's got, uh, he's got. If he's got, the only question is, does he still have the cannon at the time? And uh, if he, if he, if he's got it, you know, then then let it fly. Let it let let it let it rip. But I can tell you this: yesterday, watching that uh, uh, that that debacle. If, if I if I was a Packer fan, I would I would uh, I'd be calling for some heads today. Uh, I don't care how long uh, LeBlanc has been coaching. He that you can't line up. Who you just cannot line up for a field goal. LeBlanc there. The, the Packer coach, the, the, uh, the Matt LeBlanc yeah, from Friends. He, Matt LeBlanc got a, oh Matt LeBlanc. He went for the He's field great goal. in Friends. Now he's coach. Joey. He went for the field goal uh, uh, down eight. It makes no sense. Either way, you're going to have to come down and get another touchdown. You know, go go for go for the score, go for the score, and then you may not have to come down to get a touchdown. I mean, just come down and get a field goal, win the damn thing. You know, it, it, it makes no sense, and I'm not even good with math. Okay, I I I, I, I lean heavy heavy on a calculator, but this is just simple. You know, you you do that, you force yourself to have to get a, a, a come all the way back down the field, Matt. And I hope I hope today you're taking heat. You know, because you you deserve it, and as a Vikes fan, it gives me a lot of pleasure to to, to watch the Packer fans you know lo- uh, lose their minds. But but as a football fan, left a bad taste in my mouth. It really, I mean, it really does. First and foremost, I love the Vikes, but first and foremost, I love football. You know, I really do, and uh, and and that that made me it it, it made me un it unsnugged me. You know, wow. I was excited about that. Never that, heard you unsnugged that game, and and then I I watched that decision. I thought this isn't a good finish. What are you going to do? You you, ro- you robbed uh, the, the football fans of a of a classic, potentially classic finish. Un- uns- it unsnugged Randy. I don't, I don't know what I, we've said a lot of a lot of demeaning things about the end of that football game, but I think if it unsnugged Randy and Cottage Grove, well, then if you're if you're snug and then you're not, you know. So, like, but believe me, <laughs> these days uh, it's not going to take too long to get right back where I need to be because I'm still on the scene. Uh, oh. And, and uh, I'd like to thank whoever it was. Somebody tweeted my tweet about uh, eHarmony. You're welcome, yeah. They, they gave me, a, the, one of their customer service reps gave me a free month. Wow. Wow, look at that. And, uh, for, I, so I will be on there for uh, for another month. And then uh, somebody I was talking to told me about a couple of different uh, places I might might even try. So, Oh, really? Uh, yeah, you Which know. Which ones? I, I got a slip of paper here. I mean, there's plenty of dating sites out there. I'm uh, curious. Yeah, one, yeah. Uh, one's called OK Cupid. Okay. Uh, this one's uh, Plenty of Fish. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Declan's uh, been on that one a few times. This one is uh, hmm. J J Date J Date J Date. Uh, huh. Randy. Uh, it, I mean, I didn't know that you were. Uh, I didn't know that you were Jewish, Randy. Jew, uh, excuse me, J date. I uh, 
is that what that is? I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's a dating I, site I, for, yeah, it's for, for Jewish, Jewish people. And I, and okay, I, that's fine. I'll, you can be whatever you want to be. I'm just going to fill out a profile and uh, we'll see if we match. Farmers only is like, next. Like sp- farmers only for Randy is next. Yeah, move. I feel like you're supposed to be a farmer on Farmers Only and you're supposed to be Jewish if you're on J-Date. But yeah. I, what, what does it involve? I'll, I, if, if it's the right gal, I will absolutely switch uh, uh, religions. I'm not very religious anyway, so... And you know, if if uh, if, if the right the right person comes calling, uh, I'm open. First date, yeah, I'll switch. Sure, yeah, maybe some of us on the show should take notes. Easy. Uh, you know, it's all about dating is a, a metaphor yeah. about about uh, just life and uh, oh, exercise. God. It's all about flexibility. And uh, you, this is you, so far off the rails. You got to know. You got to know when you go on one of these sites. You know that that your first and foremost number one reason you're on there is to give love. Not not to find it, to offer it. And and, and, and if it comes back to you, that's all right. That's a, it's called a love connection. And and, and, and you guys are going to try to bring down my dating life. I'm not going to do it. I'm in a great spot. I'm in a good I'm in a good mood. The Vikes uh, are laughing today. Not for long, because we got a lot of work of our own to do. But right now, it is time to focus on mocking. It's time oh. to focus on, on dating. And I'm going to be coming out with some mocks. I'm going to be doing some, you know, some, some, Really good research here for for a little bit. I can tell you this right now: if the Packers, uh, you know, draft another quarterback in the first round, shut it all down. Shut it all down. Oh, I wanted to wanted to ask you, you. had a follow up there. Yeah, I, I had many follow ups to that. I wanted to know if he brings the mock out on dates. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's best you don't follow up. Oh, okay, I was curious his thoughts on religion in general. You know, like, what does he practice so, now? Sounds like he's open-minded yeah. to whatever. I realize now the Packers screwed up. They hired Matt LeBlanc. Everybody knows David Schwimmer should have been the preferred coach. Yeah, Actually, if I had to pick a coach from the Friends cast, I'm probably picking Courtney Cox. I'm yeah. picking Monica. Yeah. She's more diligent, organized. Competitive Type hell. A, super competitive. All, Rachel? All, I'm all in. No. No, I mean, Monica. Rachel Green is the last person I am picking. Yeah, super disorganized. Football. Yeah. I'm picking Gunter before I'd pick Rachel Green wow. to run a football. Well, he game. was the manager of that yeah, coffee exactly. shop. Right? He, he knows how to manage personalities. Appreciate that. Go, Pat, go! He's been the MVP all year long. He's got to make it happen. When you ask your defense to get a stop and they give you one, You've got to cash in on that. Um, I'm going to say something, and I know it's not going to be popular. The hey. Packers right now trade Aaron Rodgers. Oh! They're turning on him. They're turning on him. Okay. Go, Pat, go! How do you watch that game? <clears throat> and it gets done. <laughs> and you surmise your conclusion off that tilt is that's Aaron Rodgers' fault. Got to trade his ass. How trade do you, his ass. How do you get there? Like, what's the what happens in your brain where you're like, okay, defense that Kevin King was awful. Um, Lafleur goofed up for sure. The but first you, two rounds were worthless in yeah. terms of last year's draft. In terms of helping your current team, I saw I saw a tweet last night with the entire uh, draft class from the Packers for 2020, and I believe they had one. I believe Dylan was the only guy who played. Yeah, mm. yeah. Trade a backup ass. running back. Trade his ass. I don't know if many fans are aware of it, but the individual, the wide receiver who was held by Kevin King on the last play, 
uh, Tyler Johnson uh, was a fifth-round rookie out of Minnesota. He would have been there in the fourth round for the Packers to select. But, of course, <laughs> Packers used their fourth-round pick to trade up for a quarterback who didn't play today. <laughs> it's, it's so true. Yeah, that's exactly right. It finally all came back. Oh, my God. So, wow. There's, by the way, like plenty more space to explore. Cheap plug on Purple Daily, too. We've got We've got much more in the bag for Purple Daily. And uh, I think we we've like, we've only gone through like half of the Packer vent line clips. I'm almost wondering if we should just like stop doing the show and just let Packer vent line be the rest of the show. I, I've enjoyed it so far. And we do have statements to get to. There's not and, been a bad. There's not been a bad one so far. Go Pack! Go! I didn't even watch this game. The second half, I didn't even watch it because I already knew. Like, I've been watching this football for a long time. When you have a team that's doing stuff that's uncharacteristic for the entire year, I already knew, man. The coaching lost that game. No excuse. Mike Pettin, man coverage, six seconds out of a timeout. Mm-hmm. Unexcusable. Mm-hmm. He has to be fired tomorrow. If he's not, I'll be so disappointed. <laughs> that guy did, didn't even sound drunk. That guy just sounded no, angry. legitimately mad. Yep. This game was over from the coin toss when they deferred the ball. He's drunk. Gave momentum to Tampa Bay. They score right away. Takes the Packers out of what they want to do and running the <laughs> Down ball. Down by the bay. And plus, <laughs> at, they gave up a score at the end of the half, and then they gave up a score when it got the ball the third quarter. Makes no sense. We can't ever get four yards on a return. Uh, we need a new special teams coach. We could have had Darren Rizzi, but we were too cheap. I think he probably wanted a million dollars. And I'm going to be really sick if Sean Menanga is back next year. You have a very young coach. We don't know what we have with him. Aaron Rodgers, you put Aaron Rodgers on any team, including the Chicago Bears, and the Bears would look great. Any team would look great if you put Aaron Rodgers on them. It's just a shame that this man is going to waste, and I am just disgusted, guys. Go, Pat, go! That was rational. That last call was really good. Yeah, he's, he's exactly right, right, a thousand percent right. right. How about that game gets done and and instead of blaming the quarterback, you're mad at the special teams coach. Boy, that okay, you know who needs to be held accountable and who needs to be fired today? The special All teams right. coordinator. I got one thing to say to that guy: you haven't lived until you've seen the Marwin Magoofs. Okay, <laughs> you think your special teams has problems? Let me show you special teams problems. I appreciate the humbleness with which Coach LaFleur, LaFleur approached the thing after the game. I can only hope that he's learned he learned a lesson, much like Vince Lombardi famously learned a lesson in 1960, because he was asked years later, he only lost one championship game. He said, I regretted not taking the points early with a field goal, because if I'd had that three, I could have won it at the end without having shut back Eric sit on Jim Taylor. You just can't tell me they're going to make it to the NFC Championship game three years in a row. I mean, you got to strike when the iron's hot, and this is this really stings for me, man. I, I don't, I don't know what else to say. Go, Pat, go! Five and add another one to it. Shaq Barrett. Boy, a good start off the edge. Barrett, and he gets a sack. Toss to Godwin. He's got the first down, and this game's over. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady are going to Super Bowl 55. Football. 
right, boys. It's time. Every Monday, we go around the room. We make multiple laps, and we uh, we give statements based on things we learned or observed over the weekend. And it's kind of an open bin. I mean, there's a lot of football things. Our winter sports teams were in action this weekend. So we'll start with Judd. We'll make a few trips around the room. Mackie and Judd, statements on this Monday. All right, gentlemen. Statement number one from me goes to the AFC title game. Stefan Diggs is a star in Buffalo, and he is in the perfect spot for him to be a star. But being stuck in the American Football Conference will be his misfortune, and he will never be in a Super Bowl. Because Patrick Mahomes is going to have a longer career than Stefan Diggs, and I don't see the Bills getting by Patrick Mahomes. Uh, And I think that there is just going to be too much going against him. I think he'll have success, and I think the Bills will have success. That being said, I don't see a path for the Bills to ever get past that hump that Jordan's Bulls did against the Pistons. That one, they did it. I don't think the Bills do. I thought it was really sad watching Stefan Diggs as the only remaining Bills player on the field like just yeah, from cool. like 50 yards away watching the post-game celebration for the Chiefs. I think I taking think, it hard. And I think he's a smart dude, and I think he realized exactly what I said, which is, Stefan, how are you going to get past that team and that QB in particular? I don't think he's thinking that. I don't. I, I don't think. I don't think Sean McDermott, Josh Allen, and Stefan Diggs and other players on that roster. I don't think they're they're you know digesting what happened in that game and thinking, oh my god, we're screwed and we're never going to beat this team. I think the Bills think that they are just one step like first round pick. You know, I don't even know if they have a first round pick. They traded to the Vikings, but is that this year's first round pick only? I can't remember. But like draft picks, free agency, that they just add a piece here or there that they can get over that. I'd like home. to talk to them about that. You don't think they can ever beat the Chiefs? I mean, you, you know, I don't think the Chiefs are going to go to every Super Bowl for 10 years. They will slip up. The Patriots slipped up 50% of the time under Tom Brady and Yeah, Bill I think if the Patriots, I, I just don't, I, I don't know. I just don't, a receiver can't get you there. And that's Diggs' job. And Diggs is really good. And I think the Bills are good. But I don't think if if Diggs played quarterback, I'd feel differently because the control that he would have and the influence on the game would be huge. But he doesn't really, and so if things don't go right, he's sort of hopeless. Like he's just he can do his he he can only be as good as his QB. I have a feeling that he is going to be a bridesmaid throughout the course wow. of his. So career do you, do you think Josh Allen is not a not as good of a quarterback as people have hyped up? Uh, I think there will be regression, and and the problem is the problem is I don't think the Bills are ever going to become the clear cut top team, and, and so I think the Chiefs are going to block them a lot. But I think ultimately that they'll get to that year where they're really good again, and the Chiefs don't block them, and something fluky will happen. So yeah, I I just I feel like Diggs is destined to be a bridesmaid. Just for context, because I do disagree with you. If you look at the Patriots dynasty era, here are some of the teams just to get just to get our brains working in this direction. Here are some of the AFC representatives during the Patriots dynasty that at least made trips to the Super Bowl. The Oakland Raiders went in 2003 in the middle of three Patriots championships. The Oakland Raiders made a trip and got smoked by the Bucks in that 02 mm-hmm. uh, season Super Bowl. The Steelers in 06 went, the Colts with Peyton Manning. That's probably the best comparable is that Peyton Manning was great, and the Colts were great. They weren't as good as the Patriots, and the Patriots definitely got the best of the Colts during that stretch. But, like, twice Peyton Manning got the best of the Patriots and still found his way. 
He just didn't have as many shots at it as, as Tom Brady did. Steelers made it again in 08. Colts made it again in 2010. Steelers again in 2011. And then you had Ravens 2012. Broncos with Peyton Manning. I just have a weird feeling that, that the Bills are, in a lot of ways, and the comparables are obviously there, are so Vikings-like that things are always going to go wrong at the worst possible time. Okay. What a weird feeling. All right, my first statement of uh, of the week is that the Timberwolves, without Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell, saved Ryan Saunders' job over the weekend by defeating the Pelicans one twenty to one ten. And I don't know, I don't know what's more telling that everybody sort of all the role players sort of snapped out of it when they had to, and you're wondering, well, why why don't you guys play with that level of urgency and defensive attention at times? <laughs> Certainly not like all the time, but. Like, they held the Pelicans to 14 points in the third quarter and took command of that game. Like, so you guys can do it without Carl Anthony Towns and and D'Angelo Russell. So that's kind of an indictment. Or is it an indictment that D'Angelo Russell leaves and they get a lot better? <laughs> I mean, that that's another Well, and he sat with nothing wrong, right? Right. Was it was a load management situation. Yeah, yeah. and Rest. then they, they actually put him on the report for tonight's game, I think with a quad. But oh. but anyway, long story short, I, I think the one thing that you can definitively say, and this is the scary thing, the Wolves without Cat and with Russell, the style of basketball that Ryan wants to play is far better suited in that situation for Ryan and Ricky than for Ryan and D'Lo. Yeah. That's the that's the problem. Yep. And now we're gonna get and Ricky looked good couple, on Saturday. Getting, are we getting two looks at the Warriors and Wiggins this week? Yep. So that's gonna be a story all week, and we will definitely talk Football. about that. Yeah, my first statement is admit when you're wrong, and I'm targeting Green Bay Packer fans. <laughs> admit when you were wrong. It's okay to admit that your head coach screwed things up. Like, just accept the fact that your head coach made a dumb decision down eight points when you're on the doorstep of tying the game. It's okay to admit your head coach of your loved, beloved franchise was wrong. Does it seem like a lot of Packer fans, and for sure in the clips that we're finding yeah. from the fan in Milwaukee, are, are quicker to blame Aaron Rodgers than they are to blame Matt LaFleur and I don't office? think so. I, I, I think it's probably more like 75-25. I think, I think there is a portion of, of Packer fans who are upset at Aaron Rodgers for not coming through in four out of the five NFC Championship games, not to his complete uh, fault, but I think there's a, there's a good amount of them. And even, you know, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defensive line whooped the Packers offensive line. Well, the Packers offensive line didn't play well for the majority of the game. You know what makes up for that? If you get the touchdown and two-point conversion. Like, just admit you're wrong, Packers fans. It's okay. I admit, I admit I'm wrong eight days a week. It's okay. <laughs> It's really good to have self awareness. I highly recommend. Well, they're drunk. Football. They're drunk and very upset. Again, I can admit when I'm wrong. <laughs> back to me. Back, back to Judd. Back to you. In light of the news that came out of a Detroit with the Lions and quarterback Matthew Stafford on Saturday, that they are going to part ways and that he is going to be traded. Matthew Stafford will be in the playoffs next season with either the Patriots, the Colts, or wherever he ends up. Matthew Stafford is going. Niners are interested too. Yeah, Matthew Stafford is going to to go to a team, and he's still got enough left where he is going to have an immediate influence. I'm not saying that they're going to win a championship, okay? But I do think that with the Lions finally parting ways with this poor guy who they've held hostage for how many years? Now he's been rich, but he's been held 
hostage by that joke of an organization that Matthew Stafford, wherever he surfaces, will be in the playoffs next season. Yeah, it's kind of interesting in that the the league is moving in terms of the top quarterbacks, not counting the greatest of all time non-mobile quarterbacks. I mean, Tom Brady is a, if 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 you're using well, Tom Brady's not mobile as evidence for why like non-mobile quarterbacks are are still the things that drive winning in offense. Then like you probably need some other examples. The league is moving kind of away from the Matt Stafford and Matt Ryan types, looking for more mobility, just more improvisational skills. But then you wonder, okay, he's a really good pocket passer with you know ten plus years experience in the NFL. Yep. With one of the most train wrecky organizations, if you just put him with Kyle Shanahan or Bill Belichick for three to five years to finish his career, not Dan Campbell, could he be amazing? Um, yeah. Oh my god. But off some so, kneecaps, baby. <laughs> Why me? Why me? Um. All right. Next statement. The Minnesota Twins Mm -hmm. continue to fall further behind in the American League and, it's a long statement, (laughs) continue to show their unwillingness to part with prospects for established players. Period. It's a long statement. But over the weekend, the New York Yankees traded a small handful of non-top prospects to the Pittsburgh Pirates for former number two overall pick, right-handed starter Jamison Tyon. So Jamison Tyon... With the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, in 2018, had a 3.20 ERA, led the league in shutouts and complete games, and was just flat out one of the best young pitchers in baseball. Uh, 2019, I think I think he had Tommy John. He's definitely been out with an injury for, uh, I don't know a lot about his injury history. I just know he hasn't really pitched since 2019. But he's available. He's in his prime. He's got two more years left of team control. And the New York Yankees, of course, are the ones that give up the prospect capital to get him. So, I mean, the Yankees have gotten better. The White Sox have gotten better. It sounds like Nelson Cruz is not likely to resign with the Twins, especially if other teams in the National League become interested if a designated hitter is in play. So, like, what are we doing here? Okay, Jay Happ and that's it. What would what would Tyon have cost the Twins? That's my question. Like you're you're not even going um you're not going to put your your toe in that pool. Like, that's not a – I don't get this now. So uh, the the Yankee, according to the prospect rankings on MLB Pipeline website, mm-hmm. the best prospect in the bunch was, like, the Yankees' 15th rated prospect. Yeah, so you're not, you're not talking about, like, any of your guys that you've heard of. You're not you – we're not, we're not talking about Kirilov or Lewis or Larnick or any of these dudes that we talk about all the time. And I think they should be willing to trade from that pool, too, at some point. Sure. But, I mean, we are talking about a pool. We're we're talking about a trade in which you could have been, if you so chose, to be extremely competitive. Yeah, and here we sit. And if you get Tyon, he's what? It goes Maeda, Brios, Tyon? Probably. I mean, that's just That's great. And he's young. He's not 38 like Jay Happ. Yeah. He's, He's under team control for a couple of years. It just kind of it just kind of feels like now there's more moves that they could make and of, of course I think it was on Friday Ken Rosenthal made it official that they're not in on Trevor Bauer so as well, if that was ever first he said they were and then he no. had to retract it and say they're not did someone from the Twins hit him up like no we're not it looked like it right. like he he's like way to save face guys as yeah. I said pre- previously I was wrong they're not in on Football. Bauer. All right, back to Dex. Mine ties perfectly into Phil's. Yeah, the 
my statement is the Twins deserve to lose Nelson Cruz at this point. Now, I know John Heyman put out a report that they've upped the one-year offer to him over the weekend. They've, they've so tried to do- throw him more money. Doogie is saying that that happened like a while back. Sure. That the, okay. that the new offer's been out there for a while. But so. when, when I hear, and Doogie's reported this, and other people have reported this, that, well, we want Nelson Cruz to have the opportunity to test the free agent market. No. If you want this guy, give him the contract you want. Don't allow him to test the market. Don't allow him to potentially leave your franchise and haunt you in, in, in the next season. If he truly wants to be here and you truly want Nelson Cruz, you give him the dough you're looking for. So if you want him to test the market, you want him to go play in the National League, even play with the Dodgers to get a World Series ring, I mean, I have respect for a man who wants to chase a title, but at the end of the day, the Twins deserve to lose him if that's the case. I, it, It's very frustrating. It's extremely yeah. frustrating. It is. Yeah, I can... I, I don't know, I just... It would be nice to know what are the financial parameters here. I, I know that Jim Polad's not going to come out and say, "All right, we spent 140 million last year." Just so y'all know, it's 100 million now. Uh, but it would be nice to know, like, do they still have 30 million dollars in 2021 payroll that they're just like they're just sort of waiting out two two deals that they're close on? We don't know. Blake Snell went in a trade. Jamison Tyon went in a trade. There's definitely action to be had, and the White Sox are showing that. But well, the one thing I love about the White Sox. They know full well that Liam Hendricks' arm is probably going to blow up at some point over the duration of that four-year contract, and they don't care. The White Sox are like, yeah, I mean, if, if his arm is attached this year or next year, yeah, good we can win a World Series. Yep. So, you know, we're, we're perfectly willing to, to lose a couple years on the back end or even on the front end if it means that we get him healthy for like two of those four years. We, we know that we can compete for a World Series. And the Twins kind of did that with the Josh Donaldson sign. They kind of said... All right, he's unlikely to be healthy for all four or five of these years, and he's old. He's in his mid thirties, mm-hmm. and so they they sort of threw caution to the wind with that signing. And I'm wondering, did that signing just preclude them from was last year their all in year because of the Josh Donaldson signing, and now they're just going into a transition mode because they whiffed in the playoffs last year? We, and, we don't know where they stand or where they think they stand. And I, I guess I'm curious too. Did the Donaldson signing scare them because he did come here and had quad problems immediately and didn't play that that much? So is that a thing where now that they've backed off and they're like, whoa, 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 shouldn't have done that? Um, it's very weird though because I can't tell what the Twins are doing. Like I can't get a feel mm-hmm. for. Do they think they can win a World yeah, Series? Yeah, like, but are you trying to win know. a World Series? Like, but are you trying to do this in 2021, which it appears to me they're not? Have you now pushed things back? Like, I just can't tell, and it's very odd because at least when they signed uh, Josh a year ago, you had a very good feeling for this is where they thought that things stood. Football. All right, we talk about uh, uh, Matt LeBlanc. Kicking up a uh, field goal from the eight-yard line late in that game. Whoa. Uh, But I want to get to this one. The Bills kicking a field goal down in the second half was their way of forfeiting that game. What are people doing? What are you doing? You gotta you're get play- the points. You're, you play- you're, get you're the points. playing the points, with Chiefs. Man. But, I mean, you are. Always take the points. Take your points. To compare it to basketball. You you are the 1988 Pistons, and you're playing the 2017 Warriors, and you're pounding the rock inside the Lambeer for a layup, yeah. and then the Warriors are coming down the court with Steph, and he stops at midcourt and hits a three elbow jumpers. Yeah, what? But what are we do? What are we doing here? This isn't this isn't difficult. 
Your team's not as good as their team. You need as many points. How, and if you miss, you miss. It's fine. But you need as many points as you can get because you are playing a high-powered machine of a team. Like, this is a machine. And you're taking a field goal like this is the 80s? What are you? What? What? Like I it, think, it's I maddening think... to watch. You you are cutting off your chance to win football games. Okay, let's say worst case, you don't score. Okay, you don't score. Yeah. But the field goal did you no good. I think coaches, especially in the Packers case, coaches get so hung up on like micro defensive snapshots and what they hope will happen defensively, right? They think, all right, well, like in Matt LaFleur's case, all right, well, if we kick a field goal here, feel like our defense has been a little bit better in the second half and we can stop them on this last drive and get the ball back, right? He's thinking best possible case scenario defensively. He's not thinking, well, we've already given up 31 points defensively in this game. My cornerback can't cover anybody. Right. And Tom Brady is the greatest clutch quarterback of all time. He's thinking, well, on the last drive, we stopped him. Great. That's congratulations. (laughs) Or, Or in Sean McDermott's case, it's like, well... We we did stop the Chiefs that one time, and we hope that we can stop them again. So we're going to inch closer with three points. Like they're not. It's it's the Bobby Knight book. It's the power of negative thinking. Prepare for the worst case. Don't hope for the best. And these coaches are like, well, if we just get a stop, you're not going to. No, but it's Tom Brady and Pat Mahomes. How, but my question is for especially young coaches, which both th- those guys are. How are you not familiar with the game today? Like, what are you, you're not coaching today's game. By doing that, you are not coaching today's game. Dude, I actually think on the Lafleur, on the Lafleur front, so he's he seems analytically forward. Like, he's I a younger he, guy, he right? Is. He is. And, and, and we already read off the ESPN stats and information said that, okay, in this situation, if you if you go for it, you have a 10% chance. And if you get the stop, or if you go kick the field goal, it's a not, you, you, your chances decrease, but it's, it's only like a half percentage. And, right. And so he's thinking... Well, those things are pretty much equal, and I feel good about my defense right now. And, and and what he really needs to be doing is, like, don't even look at those percentages right now. And this is from an analytics guy. No, right. Those percentages don't matter because they don't take into account the fact that Brady is their quarterback yep. and Rodgers is yours. Those percentages, those percentages take into account all of the quarterbacks all the time. So when Sam Darnold is, like, shipwrecking one of the percentages, yeah. that counts in those numbers. Well, you know what it was, Phil? This was a move that you make against Kirk Cousins, who's good, who's good, but yeah. not great. This so is, you're not. This is also the move that we see in baseball, and we saw it in the World Series and with the Twins twice with Kenta Maeda and Jose Brios. Well, the analytics say that the third time through the lineup, great, that's great, and you should definitely reference that more often than not. But when your eyes and your brain tell you. Well, this pitcher is dealing, and we are do or die today. <laughs> it's game six. And the guy warming up has never even pitched in a minor league playoff game before, right? I don't know if that's the case with Cody Stashek. Did I? Has Cody Stashek pitched in the double-A playoffs? Sorry, Cody Stashek, if that's true. But, like, use your freaking brain, coaches you know and managers. Here's the next step. In fact, I, I will offer my services for this job to multiple teams. I'm your common sense coach. So after you consult all of the statistics and pour through them, come to me. I'm your common sense coach. I tell you. Judge the well actually coach. I, I say, you know what? Well, actually. Blake's, well, actually, Blake Snell's pitching really well. Let's not take him out, Kevin. Well, actually, Tom Brady is the greatest clutch closer performer and in the history of American And you've got a Hall of Fame QB. Yeah. But, but, but like what part of your brain are you 
You're a smart young man. What part of your brain are you shutting off? Yeah, it's, oh. But you know what? If you're a Vikings fan, it's hilarious. You know what? Football. I'll start at home. Hey, Rocco. Burrios is pitching really well, but he's got to come out. No, actually, he doesn't. Well, actually, he doesn't. Well, actually, you can leave him. You can leave him in. You see that? You see the bullpen? Sit those guys down. Yeah. Let's let Barrios pitch. Amazing. Honest I, to God, I don't have any more statements because I I think Judge just dropped the mic. Do you have any other? Hey, I got no wild more. statements. Yeah, I got from a you wild, guys. I got a wild statement. Okay, I got a wild statement. It, it's it's time to find a center. And and by the way, <laughs> yeah, what happened with this? Uh, the guy that you were touting for like big trades here. Oh, the Dubois, Wild were just told Dubois, like Liney's yeah, a great not, player. It was a big. It, you it was a blockbuster. You disgruntled one really upset person for another. I, I whatever they can go be miserable in Winnipeg and Columbus, and I that just sounds like being miserable. So good, get, good, good on you guys. Have fun there. The two, uh, those are probably the two least desirable NHL cities. Yeah, right? I don't want to really be there. Um, whoa, but it, 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 it's t- it is it is. I mean, I like a Labatt Blue, but that's about it. Um, I enjoyed some. It's it's time to find a center. I'm not looking for like a game changing one necessarily right now. But the Wilder's so strapped down the middle that I I will take a league average center at this point. Nick Bukestead has been a disaster. Nick Benino should never be touching the top six. Joel Erickson X has been a godsend. And he should be promoted. And he's playing the third line. Yeah, and he should be promoted. This whole thing, but his line's too good, Dino. Nope, don't care. Again, common sense, coach. Yes. Well, actually, X should play on the first line, Dean, because he's your well, best actually. center. You know what I can do? I can, I will, I will spread myself as thin as possible to be the well actually coach. Well, actually, Ryan, Ricky's better starting. Bring D'Lo off the bench. How about that with the way he's playing? Vikings in Tampa Bay. All right. Well, we're uh, we're in field goal range. It's about a fifty-three yarder. So, all right, Dan Bailey, get out there. Well, actually, he's missed his last what six we, kicks, and he's and he's mentally incapacitated. What if we shut this cute little podcast down and get the big bucks we so richly deserve while being well actually coaches? Well, actually, because Dex right, Dex is a thousand percent right, and and I will say off his point. The one thing that is starting to concern me is they are actively screwing Fiala yes. by not having that's, a center for that, him. That, like, they're actively say. submarining him. He is so – and he scored a ripper last night off the power play. But it, you can tell in general he is extremely frustrated Kap- right now. Kaprizov, can, Kaprizov, who is the best player, can create his shots. Yes. So he's being screwed sort of, but he can also take the puck and say, bleep you guys, Fiala needs yeah, somebody needs to – facilitate plays for him, and he does not have that. Yep. Correct. Those are your Mackie and Judd statements from the weekend. Don't forget to check out Purple Daily today as well, and our two YouTube channels. We're almost to a combined 15,000 subscribers between Purple Daily YouTube and Score North YouTube. So uh, if, you're, if you're listening to us and you want to ever check out our ugly faces, you can find us on YouTube on a daily basis too, so... Appreciate it, and uh, we'll leave you with one last little bite of Packer vent line here, courtesy of our friends on the fan in Milwaukee. Go, Pack, go! They should have uh, let Jordan Love play like a Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. Okay. <laughs> that, the... that, that what makes me mad, that they draft them in the, in the NFL draft, and they don't even use them this year. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply.
Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.